In the realm there was a kingdom. In the kingdom there was a village. In the village there was an inn. And in the inn two friends, Hobgob the goblin and Mulch the tree, told the tales of their adventures. The Tales of Hobgob and Mulch Hobgob and Mulch threw the body ball between them as they waited for their friends. Gressa was the first to arrive, swooping down to catch a pass from Mulch. Steadily, others joined. Henry the Halfling, Willie the Werewolf, and all of their other friends. They were gathering in the village green before heading off to their regular body ball pitch. But just as they were about to leave, a bright flash caused them all to jump. Then there was another, this one bright green, then another, this one yellow. Folk dashed back and forth, crying out in confused panic as bright balls of light fizzed this way and that. They burst, scattering flaming embers that smoked and smouldered. Then, suddenly, the flashing orbs started to speed towards the friends on the green. Quick, ordered Mulch, to the dragon's arms. They dashed as quickly as they could to the inn, dodging explosions and the panicked folk who were darting all around. They burst through the door, just as more explosions crashed outside. Beef the barman was already hammering planks against the windows. The friends all helped, and the inn was soon safely boarded up. Phew! Hobgob wiped his brow. What on earth is going on out there? Before anyone could even attempt to respond, the boards that they had just hammered into place began to shake. Everyone watched in confusion as they rattled, and then the nails began to ping out, whizzing through the air. The boards fell to the ground, and with a creak the windows blew open as the friends watched open-mouthed. Slowly, very slowly, two branches began floating through the gaping windows. As they entered, they revealed that each one bore a woman with long black hair and flowing black frocks. Witches! They dismounted with grace and looked at the terrified friends huddled before them. Who is the proprietor? demanded the first witch. Uh, th th that will be me, miss, stammered Beef. My good man, my sister and I are parched. Two nectar martinis. Beef stared at them in disbelief. Now, she ordered, and the force of her words caused them all to dive for cover. Beef hurried behind the bar and began mixing two cocktails. It's a little drab, Wandelina, dearest, pronounced the second witch with a sigh. Hazel, darling, we don't have too much choice. We shall have to make the best of it. Wandelina slowly removed her long, black gloves. You, she pointed at Hobgob, get out. Yes, get out and take your silly little friends with you, instructed Hazel. But, but this is our Hobgob began. Go! screamed Wanderlina, and she recited a spell that brought a flash of green light bursting and crashing among the friends. Beef! cried Mulch as they dashed for the door. Our barman stays. Wanderlina and I own this inn now. Hazel sat down and began to make herself comfortable. We have been, oh, how would you simpletons put it? We have been barred from the Coven Tavern. They would not accept our strict view of witchcraft and its role in the realm and they could not accept our fondness for nectar. We have travelled far and wide and feel that this will make a perfect place for us to reside. You common folk will never return again. Ever. 
She took a sip of her nectar martini. And you will never leave, she added, looking at Beef. Then the green light burst again and the friends fled out of the dragon's arms. We have to rescue Beef, said Gressa. We have to rescue the dragon's arms, said Henry. We need a plan, said Hobgob, still panting after their getaway dash. Let's regroup at the bodyball pitch and talk it through. They regrouped at the bodyball pitch and talked and talked. But the situation was difficult. Clearly, these witches were powerful, and clearly they were not open to much negotiation. Henry suggested a frontal assault on the inn, but they all knew it didn't stand a chance. Greta suggested attacking the inn from the rear, but they all knew it didn't stand a chance. Willie suggested a combination of these two plans, a simultaneous attack from the front and the rear. They all knew it didn't stand a chance, but without anything better, they agreed to give it a go. Back at the dragon's arms, the friends split up and surrounded the inn. As the moon began to move, they charged, Greta swooping from above, as Henry and Woody stormed the rear and Hobgob and Mulch crashed through the front doors. To their surprise, they met no resistance, and they found themselves standing in the bar. It had changed beyond recognition. A huge crystal chandelier hung low from the ceiling, lit by countless scented candles. A giant arctic bear rug covered the floor, and Beef no longer wore his trusty brown apron, but was squeezed into a waistcoat with a bow tie. Wanderlina and Hazel were stretched out on two chaise longs, surrounded by empty cocktail glasses. They were snoring loudly. Beef looked at his friends, eyes filled with panic. He shook his head desperately, mouthing, Go! Now! But too late. The witches began to stir. They snorted, rolled over, and their eyes began to open. Chaos ensued. Yellow and green flashes exploded all around, leaving thick smoke that choked and churned. Both witches were screeching and summoning spells as more brightly coloured smoke spiralled throughout the inn. Hobgob, Mulch, Gressa, Henry and Willie tumbled out of the front door, coughing and gasping. The smoke-filled inn continued to flash with angry colours. <coughs> that could have gone better, <coughs> sputtered Mulch. Let's regroup at the bodyball pitch and talk it through, suggested Hobgob. They talked and talked, but could not decide on the best way to save beef and to liberate the dragon's arms. Then Gressa had an idea. They were thrown out of the coven for their strict views and love of nectar. We need to get the coven to take them back. How could we convince the coven to do that? questioned Henry. Climb on, ordered Gressa, and the friends crowded onto her back before she flew up above the trees. Carrying such a heavy load was hard work for Gressa, and they bumped and dived at times, but she gained enough height to take them safely across the dense woodlands below. After some time, the coven came into sight. The coven was an elaborate complex of elegant towers with a glistening citadel at its centre. Witches soared in and out of windows and doors as Gressa approached. She landed and the friends crept up to the entrance. If these other witches were anything like Wanderlina and Hazel, then they were best avoided for as long as possible. Enter, dear friends, invited a witch who had noticed them trying to hide. They looked at her in surprise. Um, are you sure? asked Hobgob. Of course, 
All are welcome here. Surprised, they filed in cautiously. Was it a trap? Inside, the citadel was even more vast than it had looked from outside. A witch approached, tall, elegant, and smiling. Friends, what a pleasure to welcome you. How may I help? Given their experience with Wanderlila and Hazel, the friends hadn't expected such a friendly welcome. Gressa finally broke the silence. We come from the village. All was well until two witches arrived, Hazel and Wanderlina. They've used their magic to take over the dragon's arms, where they've imprisoned our friend, Beef. We need your help. The witch's face creased with alarm. Those two make trouble wherever they go. Now we must help you. Let us consult with the witch's council. She led them through the citadel to a chamber. When they passed through the doors, they found themselves surrounded by rows of witches sitting at long tables. Council, these friends have come from the village, where Hazel and Wanderlina have taken over their inn. Groans rang out. Not those two again, someone cried. I'm afraid so, but those troublesome sisters are our problem. It is not fair for us to shun them, only to ignore the trouble they cause. We must bring them home. The witch's speech was met with some murmurs of agreement, and more groans. Our sister is right, another witch rose from her seat. We must bring them back. They're causing chaos, and it is not right that others suffer. A second witch stood to speak. Our work is good. We have been using our magic for positive purposes since the dawn of our order. And yet these two undo this good work and besmirch our name. We must stop them and bring them back before they do any more harm to the reputation of witches and witchcraft. By now the council chamber was echoing with shouts of approval. Let us fly, the council cried, and the witches produced long staffs that hovered and started to fly. Hobgob, Mulch, Willie and Henry all found themselves swept up and flying on staffs with the witches as Greta took off and followed them. Hazel and Wanderlina do not accept that witches are a force for good, explained the witch, flying with Hobgob. But it was foolish to banish them. We must get them back, and teach them the errors of their ways. They swooped up high above the trees, a formation of witches speeding back towards the village. As they approached, they gasped at the sight of the dragon's arms. Now all of the windows were smashed, with plumes of smoke billowing out. The witches landed, and prepared to move in. They completely surrounded the smouldering inn and awaited the order to strike. But before they could, Hazel and Wanderlina staggered out. They saw the other witches and rubbed their eyes. We're ready to come home now, if you'll have us, said Hazel. Please let us come back to the coven. We'll be much better behaved, promised Wanderlina. The witches and friends stared at them, stunned by this change. It's Beef. He told us about the village and his friends, and we realised that they aren't inferior to us witches. They're just as fine as us. And after all that nectar, we feel terrible, added Wanderlina with a shudder. You are always welcome, sisters. Join us. And all of the witches took flight, waving goodbyes and apologies before disappearing into the night. Beef! The friends cried out in happiness and hugged their friend as he emerged from the inn. 
What did you say to them? Well, they were pretty cross after you lot broke in and said some pretty horrible things. I wasn't having them talk about you like that, so I told them about what good friends you all are. Once the nectar wore off, they started asking more questions, and it made them reconsider some of their more forthright opinions. Beef, you genius! Oh, I don't know about that, but I could do some out tidying up. As they turned towards the dragon's arms, Wandalina zoomed back. The friends dived for cover as she began uttering a spell, and with a flash, all of the damage was repaired. The inn looked even tidier than when she had first arrived. Sorry, nearly forgot. She turned on her staff and shot away. The friends waved farewell and followed Beef back into the dragon's arms to toast the witches. Thank you very much for joining me for the Tales of Hobgob and Mulch. That was Chapter 7, The Witches. As I mentioned earlier, I also work at the Royal Abbot Hall, um, a wonderful venue and arts charity in London, which, like all live event spaces and like most people, is really struggling during the COVID closure. So if you are in a position to donate, we'd really appreciate any support you can give. You can visit royalalberthall.com forward slash support to find out more. Also, I wanted to say thank you to some of the people who've been giving feedback, sending updates and notes, comments and sharing the Hobgob and Mulch stories so far. I really couldn't have done it without your support. Um, I'll be doing this every week from now on, so please do keep the feedback coming. You can follow Hobgob and Mulch on Instagram and Twitter at Hobgob and Mulch. So here is the honour call for week one in a very rough alphabetical order. So... Thank you to Andrew, Ali, Boulet, Celine, Dave Delaire, Dave Green, Debbie and Norman, Eleanor, Alex and Will, Faye, Gigi, Jess, John, Kat, Kate Jones, Casey P, Kathy, Laura, Lisa and Robin, Louise and Ali, Maggie, Matt and Sam, Mike, Pat, Paul, Pearl, Rob, Ruby, Ruth, Sarah Jane, Soraya, Steve, Susanna, Tom, Tripp and Vicky. There are so many people I'd love to thank. I can't possibly include everyone now. But as I say, please do keep the comments coming. Keep sharing. Keep letting me know what you think. And I'll be trying to say thank you to everyone at the end of every episode from now on. So thank you once again for joining me. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next time for more tales of Hobgob and Mulch. Bye bye.